started on Sunday, the Lord had me minister on being fruitful. And we're going to continue that tonight. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. So be fruitful. God wants us to be fruitful. Yeah. We're, we're called to produce in our life. We're called to um, produce something different than the world. Yes. You know? And uh, so let's open our Bibles to John 15, 8. Praise God. This is our scripture that we went to on Sunday, and we're going to continue. I told Pastor Marcus, I felt like I was just going, going. I had so much. You know, we, we started with the first fruit. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are nine fruits. And we started with the fruit of love. And John 15, 8, Jesus said, to his disciples, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. Amen. So he told Adam, and he, he told Adam when he created him, be fruitful. And then he told his disciples, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Not that you own a big house, yeah. not that you have a small house. Yeah. He doesn't get glory in either one. That's right. Amen. Amen. Now, God will give you the desires of your heart, mm -hmm. right? But he's, you know, you're not bringing glory to God just because, just because you have a big house or just because you have the nice fancy car that you want or you have a certain job title or, you know, you have a position in the company. That's not glorifying God if you're not bearing any fruit. He said, this is how my father's glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Amen. God's not glorified by how much money you make or don't make. Now, we should be blessed. We should be making money. We should be, you know, no, I don't want to say making money, but God's our supply. He'll bring us everything we need, right? But he said to bear fruit, right? And God's glorified when we bear fruit. And guess what? We take fruit with us. The Bible, Jesus calls the, the uh, he said he's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. There are people out there that don't know the Lord. They're fruit. And we're called to take them with us. But to take them with us, first we have to bear fruit. Amen. Amen. Jesus' disciples are producers. Amen. Isn't that the first thing he said? Be, be fruitful. Yeah. Be fruitful. Amen. So we're going to continue with where we left off. I know it was a lot on Sunday. We talked about love. Oh, our favorite subject. And it actually is. I, I, I always feel, not that I'm moved by the feelings of it, but usually when I minister on love, you you can sense that God is pleased. Amen. Amen. So let's look at 1 Peter 4.8. And we started last, uh, this last week, and I was reading 1 Corinthians 13. Amen. Verse 4 through 8. Verses 4 through 8 talk about what love is. If we're called to produce, one of the first things we're called to produce is love. Because we're, we love to say, hey, I'm a faith person. I believe God's work, and I believe I'm healed. I believe I have a strong marriage. I believe my kids are, are, uh, have the peace of God on their lives. They're taught of the Lord, right? But your faith won't work if you don't have love. Because right. the Bible says faith works by love. So love is essential to our faith walk. You can't be a faith person if you're not a love person. And this isn't a natural love. I just don't have the love. I just don't know how I could love them. I just don't know how I could forgive them. Yeah. This is not a natural love. It's a supernatural. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Divine love. The fruits of the Spirit, they are the 
uh, divine nature of God on the inside of us. They're strong, powerful forces. Amen. First Peter 4, 8 says, Above all things, have fervent love for one another. Fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Amen. Praise God. Love will cover other people's sins. Now we know, I, minister, I, minister, I mentioned this on Sunday, that doesn't mean you're covering your own sin. Well, you know, I'm not going to talk about my sin. <laughs> well, why you talking, you know, I, I don't need to look at my sin. You know, the Bible says if you're covering sins, you're, you know, you're going to get in trouble. Right? The Bible says your sins will find you out. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. You know, we know we're supposed to be quick to repent when we sin. When do you have to repent? When you sin. When you make a mistake. What is sin? Sin is simply this, separation from God. So, young people, if you have friends that aren't serving God and they're in sin, they're doing things that you know are against what the Bible preaches, the Bible says, guess what? They're separated from God. They're separated. Sin, sin separates you from God. But Jesus came to um, bring reconciliation so we would no longer have to be separated, right? So that's why, you know, when your friends say, why do you do that? I, I wouldn't do that if I were you. You know, don't be taking advice from, you know, someone who's separated from God. They're trying to give you spiritual counsel. Why do you do that all the time? I don't understand. We always have to go to church. Oh, you tithe. Why do you tithe? Well, let me tell you about when I didn't tithe. Let me tell you what happened when I started tithing. Let me tell you what happened when I started serving God, when I realized I was saved to serve. Saved to serve. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified because it says in the New King James, love is patient, love is kind. It may say the word um, in the King James Version, charity, but that just means love. I'm going to read it to you out of the message. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. In other words, not proud. Love doesn't have a swelled head. It doesn't force itself on others. Guess what? Love's not pushy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Love isn't always me first. Oh, here's a good one. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Well... Well, how many of you think we could grow a little bit more in love? I can become more fruitful. Do I have? See, am I bearing this? Can you see this in my life? I don't fly off the handle. I don't strut. I don't force myself on others. I'm not always me first. Because if we're not seeing these, then we're not bearing fruit. Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Married couples. I do this. I do that. He don't do nothing. Or, she, or he's like, I do. I go to work. I come home. I expect this house. This house isn't even clean. And the, the dishes aren't done. There's no dinner. And I do all this stuff. You're keeping score. And if you keep score, you're going to have a miserable marriage. So if you've been a good scorekeeper, it's time to put that job away. Because that's the enemy. It's the enemy. He's trying to accuse you. He's trying to get you to um, find fault. Instead of, 
what do you do that's such a blessing? Baby, thank you so much for going to work today. I know you worked hard. Honey, thank you so much for staying home with the kids today. I know that was, that's got to be one of the toughest jobs. You're a great mom. Yeah, so you didn't get the laundry done. So the dishes are piled up. So you still have curlers in your hair. No, I'm just kidding. Now, women, you know, you should be presentable when your husband gets home. Let me just give a little, let me just take a little side note here. You know, your husband's at work all day. Then he comes home. You're still in your PJs. Your hair's a mess. You have no makeup on. Mm, I don't know if that's really love. Like you can have a PJ day. I'm not against PJ days. But if every day is a PJ day, well, just realize he's seeing other women out there. You know, just because you got married doesn't mean you throw in the towel. All right, I don't have to put makeup on anymore. I don't have to look nice. I can wear, I can wear slippers and, and my flannels, you know. You know, you're, you're, just because he caught you or, or you, you gave in to him, doesn't mean, you know, you throw in the towel on your marriage, right? You still put the effort in. Love puts the effort in. Love makes an effort. Pastor Marcus and I have been married quite a while. 20, 26, I don't know, going on 26, 27 years. We still make sure we have date nights. We still put in the effort. One of my friends said this to me. I told Pastor Marcus, don't, don't get sloppy. Don't get sloppy. In terms of, well, you know, uh, we don't really have to do a date night time. Oh, you know, it's our anniversary. Let's just stay at home. Let's just, so you can get sloppy. Yeah. You can start to get a little, you know, casual. Yeah, come on. After so many years. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, love makes the effort. Love puts the effort into its relationship. Amen? Mm-hmm. Come on. So love doesn't keep score. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Love doesn't revel when others grovel. Okay, I'm going to confess on myself. I used to say this to Pastor Marcus. You owe me an apology. Get on your knees right now. You owe me an apology. I think he started with, I'll kiss your feet. And then I started saying years later, you owe me an apology. Kiss my feet. Get on your knees right now. Okay, okay. now we shouldn't really be saying that. We shouldn't be saying that at all. We shouldn't make others grovel. Come on. Love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Love puts up with anything. Love trusts God always. Love always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Amen. We know love never fails. Praise the Lord. So love, we just read in 1 Peter 4, 8, covers a multitude of sins. Amen. Uh, The Amplified in 1 Peter 4, 8 says, Above all things, have intense... You know, you intense love. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking when I say that, but intense love mm-hmm. for one another. <laughs> intense. <laughs> intense love. Unfailing love. Unfailing. For love covers a multitude of sins, forgives and disregards the offenses of others. Yeah. Love covers. It doesn't expose another's faults. That's right. yeah. Amen. Come on. Now we do, we do, we don't cover our own sins or we won't prosper. Amen. We, we, we're quick to repent. Quick to repent. Quick to repent. Amen. But we don't go telling other people, 
you know, of the evil someone else has done. Yeah. Criticizing them. Mm-hmm. You know what she did in the mm-hmm. locker room? And then I heard her saying this, and then, and then, in the staff room. And then I thought she was him, you know, and he, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, people can be, man, the world's a different place. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, wow, you know. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah. And it's not, it's not the love of God being expressed. They're judging. They're gossiping. Yeah. Come on, they're murmuring. That's not love. That's not bearing fruit. Yeah. I want Pastor Mark to look at me and go, look, I see fruit. I see love. I see love. I see lots of love. Lots and lots of love. Amen. Amen. Not, is that bitterness? Are you, are you keeping track? Are you keeping record? You've got bitter fruit. Yeah. Right? One version says, love has covered all evil with silence. Love will not speak of it. Now listen, in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, it says, love thinks no evil. So love even goes deeper and doesn't even think bad about somebody. Doesn't even think bad about your coach. Doesn't even think bad about your teacher. Doesn't even think bad about your friends or your coworkers. It refuses to think on it. Love will only think good about the customer service representatives at Walmart and Target. <laughs> That's right. Ouch. They, you know, I always think they, maybe they're just not having a good day. I don't know. Just smile. Oh, hi. You know, and you just kind of go through the line, mm-hmm. whether they acknowledge you or not. Like I said, it's a different world. <laughs> you know, but we can still produce fruit. Uh-huh. We need to produce fruit. I'm not expecting anybody else to produce fruit. I'm not looking at anybody else. Yeah. Where's your fruit? Yeah. Right. That's not my job. Right. I'm not a, I'm not one of the pickers. <laughs> I'm coming to pick all the fruit, you know. Let me see what fruit you got on your life. Let me see. You got some love there. You got some joy. Oh, I think there's a little there's a little worm in your apple of peace. You know, you've let some worry in, you know. It's not my job to go looking at my spouse or any of my friends to, yeah. you know, or anybody else yeah. to see if they're bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. I'm the producer of my own fruit in my own life. Yeah. You're the producer of the fruit in your life. Right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And just because we come to church doesn't mean we bear fruit. Yeah. Come on. Right. Come on. Praise the Lord. Christians should be the kindest, yeah. lovingest, I don't even know if that's a word, most loving people Amen. in the world if they're bearing fruit. Yeah. They shouldn't be the rudest. No one should ever say of you, man, they're rude. And if you're rude, don't put a bumper sticker on your car. You know, the fish that's eating Darwin or whatever they have those, you know. Or the River Church. Or, you know, I, I go to River Church or Jesus is Lord. And you, you drive by people, honk, honk, and you're giving them the what's up with your one finger. That's not bearing fruit. No, it's not. Right? Amen. Amen. Um, love will only think good about others. It believes the best. And oftentimes we think, and Pastor Morgan, I think, mentioned this when she was here, and it really blessed me. Oftentimes we think we have a love issue, and really it's um, a mind issue. That's good. It's a mind issue. And Brother Hagen said this, I think it was Brother Hagen, at times the most holy saints can find thoughts in their mind that their heart resents. Thoughts may come and thoughts may persist. But thoughts that are not put into action die unborn. So when you want to say what you want to say about that family member or, or that coworker or that friend, if you will let, if you will talk back and say, no, that's not my thought. That is not a God thought. 
That is not a God thought. If I'm thinking something that is not good, worthy of praise, doesn't lift the other person up, that's not a God thought. I'm only going to think God thoughts. God's not thinking that way about them. God doesn't think evil about people. He believes the best. He believes the best. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so even though we can be the most holy saints, filled with the Holy Spirit, and man, the power of God is even demonstrated in our lives, we still have to keep the door of our mind closed to the enemy and his thoughts. Amen. How do we do that? How do we keep our mind strong? Renewing it with the word. The Bible talks about the washing of the water of the word. The word. That's why we read our Bible daily. We open our Bible. Why? It's washing my mind. It's renewing my mind. I'm listening to the word on a continual basis. I'm reading 1 Corinthians 13 because I'm thinking, maybe I'm doing an evaluation. We should do an evaluation of our lives. How much fruit am I bearing? How much love do I produce? Am I known for love? Or am I known for my evil looks? My sad face? You know, what am I known for? Amen. And then when those thoughts come, we answer them. Praise the Lord. We've got to keep our thinking right. Amen. And getting out of love always starts, starts with thoughts first. They st- it starts with thoughts first. If you just have this, hmm, it started with a thought, and then you acted on it, right? Isn't that what happens usually? And then we make a decision based on how we feel. Never make a decision based on how you feel. Never make a decision based on how you feel. Amen? When wrong thoughts or ill feelings try to come, we need to cast it down immediately. Immediately. Say immediately. We, we, don't, we take that thought captive. The Bible talks about casting down every imagination, every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. If it's not a God thought, if it's evil thinking of someone, it's trying to rear its ugly head up against everything that I am in Him and everything that you are in Him because God's love is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to get more love. Just like we're not trying to get healing. It's already ours. We just yield to it. Right? And just like you answer the devil when pain tries to come, you got to answer the devil when those thoughts come. Amen. Because you will live your life, the rest of your life, with um, the opportunity to get out of love probably every day. Or think the wrong thoughts about someone probably every day. You might, might not even be someone you know. You could be watching the news and you get offended. Amen. And we say, that's not my thought. I'm not taking that thought. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And when your flesh tries to push you around, you talk back. Mm -hmm. You got to open your mouth and talk back. When you want to keep record of wrong. Mm -hmm. In your head, women, you've got like 10 things. If he could just do these 10 things, we'd be all right. Just do fix these 10 things. (laughs) Just know exactly what they'd be. Got them all lined up. Right? All his list. (laughs) Yeah, you've got this list, right? No, I'm not going to keep track. He's a blessing to me. My husband's a blessing to me. My, my spouse is a blessing to me. I'm going to focus on everything that they do for our family. What a good father they are. What a good mother they are. What, uh, I'm so glad they lead, they lead this family spiritually, or they're learning to lead this family spiritually. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad they're kind. I'm so glad that they're, they're friendly to the neighbors. Yeah. 
you know, practice thinking of something nice to say about people. Instead of focusing on what they do wrong. I remember Brother Hagen, I think, a, I think he was, the, uh, there was a, a town, I want to say he was a town drunk in their, um, in their town. They had a, a town and everyone knew who he was. And yeah, and everyone was talking about him. And you know what Brother Hagen said? He sure does have pretty eyes. I was listening to him the other day. He said, in, what is it, 60 years, no one's ever heard me criticize anybody. Wow. Oh, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> if he can do it, we can do it. But see, look at the great ministry that he had. Right. The anointing that he had. The impartations that went out to many ministers yeah. all over. Mm-hmm. We're even partaking of that now through Pastor Nancy. Yeah. Dr. Dufresne were under. Yes. But when he said that, I've never criticized anyone in 60 years that's fruit right there that's love that's a fruit of love amen praise God hallelujah Mm -hmm. so we got to catch those thoughts because we're new creatures in him amen praise the Lord I love the story he tells and I'm gonna um, you guys will probably remember this but this story always blesses me Um, brother Hagen did say this I count more on my love walk to keep me healed than I do my confession of faith. I count more on my love walk to keep me healed than I do on my confession of faith. Couldn't we say I count more on me bearing fruit? I count more on me producing fruit. I count more on producing fruit in my life to keep me healed than I do my confession of faith. Amen. We want to be fruit bearers. Amen. So, you know, there was a lady who went to Brother Hagen and she asked, she goes, if my family ever got healed, I don't know it. But my husband's family, they always receive healing. And she said, my husband's family, they were the quickest to forgive, and they would always take the blame. And she said, I believe my husband's family are the quickest to repent and forgive of any people I've ever known. Wouldn't that be a great thing of someone to say about you? And I think they're the Amen. quickest to forgive and the quickest to repent. Amen. And this woman said, not only that, but if there was a squabble, they'd take all the responsibility for it, even if they weren't to blame. They would forgive you no matter what you did. They wouldn't hold anything against anyone, not even for a moment. They'd always say, I'm to blame. Wow, so good. So good. I'm to blame. <laughs> We should all practice that. I'm to blame. I'm to blame. I take the blame. I'm sorry. I'm to blame. But pride doesn't let those words come out. I'm not, no, no, I'm not to blame. No, 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 no. It was your fault. See, that's the enemy. That's the enemy. Right? So they would always take the blame and they'd say, I'm to blame. Please forgive me. And they meant it. And then she said, my husband's family, they lived in the country, and it was even hard for them to get to church. But when they'd come to church, they'd go to the altar, repent the fastest, believe God the quickest, and get the most blessed out of anyone I've ever seen in my life. They always got the most blessed. They were quick to forgive, quick to repent, quick to believe. They'd say, I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. Amen? Come on. And then she said, but you take my family? 
Now, her family, they went to church all the time. This other family, I think they lived out in the country. They could only get there when they could. But, man, when they get to that altar, they, yeah. they repent. Her family, they were at church all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And she said this, my family, we will eventually forgive <laughs> because we know we have to. Right? We know the word says we have to. Eventually we'll forgive you, but we'll hold out just as long as we can. Just as long as we dare. Right? You know, the Bible talks about don't go to sleep. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, don't go to bed angry. Right? But her, the, her family, they would hold out as long as they could. She goes, eventually we'd forgive. Eventually. Well, you know, if you're, if you're not forgiving right away, you're holding on to pride. You're holding on to wrong thoughts. You're not thinking right about that person. But when you're thinking right about that person, you're... Nope, I cast that thought down. I forgive you. Yeah. I take the blame. Yeah. I, it's not the cost of us being in strife. Yeah. Yeah. It's too expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm believing God for too many things and I need my faith to work. Yes. Yes. And the minute you get out of love, you're in sin. Come on. Yes. The minute you get out of love, yeah. you're in sin. Yeah. I don't want to be in sin. Yeah. When you won't talk to your spouse for three nights. Mm-hmm. When you go to bed upset or angry. Mm-hmm. When you hold grudges in your hearts. Amen. When you keep talking about what they did wrong, yeah. mm-hmm. you keep talking. Yeah. You keep. How long ago did this happen? Uh, three years ago. <laughs> and you're still talking about it. So, you know, some people 20 years ago, and they're still talking about what aunt so-and-so did, what uncle so-and-so did. They won't let it go. Amen. Could be a person, could be a corporation, could be a business. You're still holding on to that grudge. Guess what you're holding on to? Sickness. Because you open the door. Mm-hmm. You, you're holding on to poverty because you open the door. Mm-hmm. You're holding on to uh, uh, a mind that's not at peace because you open the door and you wouldn't let it go. Yeah. How do you know when you've let something go? You don't talk about it anymore. That's right. yeah. You don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. That's, right. that's over. Someone brings it up. I've had people say things to me like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's over. I don't know what you're talking about. And sometimes I say it by faith. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Because I'm choosing not, I'm not going to talk about it. I forgive you. It's over. Yep. Don't, they'll text me. I'm searching. No worries. I didn't even notice. Yep. Didn't even notice. Why? Because love doesn't notice yeah. when others do you wrong. Right. Yeah. Love doesn't notice. Amen. And when you've truly forgiven, you don't bring it up again. Yeah. You don't bring it up again. Even if it tries to come back, you don't entertain those wrong thoughts. Yeah. You say, no, I'm going to bear the fruit of love. I'm yielding to the fruit yeah. of love. Yeah. I tell my flesh, flesh, no. Mind, no, you're not going there. You're not going to think wrong anymore. You're going to think right. You're going to think God thoughts, good thoughts, praiseworthy thoughts. Amen. Come on. Why? Because we want our faith to work and we want to be fruitful. We want to be like the orange tree that has all the oranges. There's so many. And then there's so many on the ground. You're like, man, that's a fruitful tree. Yeah. That's a fruitful tree. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Anytime you're feeling mistreated, you know the devil's working on you. Anytime you feel mistreated, praise the Lord. Come on. You think it's the person. Well, they did it. Oh, no, 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 no. Devil's working on you now. I've said this to myself in the mirror. No, devil. You're not. Uh-uh. They didn't mistreat me. Don't you even try working on me. 
I've said that. Don't you even try working on me. I know what you're doing. Yep. You're trying to work on me, work on my mind, work yep. on my feelings, yeah. getting my feelings all stirred up, yeah. angry, upset, yeah. hurt, right. hurt, offended. Oh, no, don't you even go there, Mr. Devil. See, it's not the person. Right. It's yeah. the devil. Yeah. He's trying to get you out of love. Mm -hmm. Why? So he can gain entrance into your life. So he can gain entrance, right? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Say, not me. Not me. I, I'm planning on nice things to say. Yeah. I, I forgive. Yeah. I forgive. I let things go. Amen. You know, the devil got kicked out of heaven and took a third of the angels with him. He must be a good storyteller. Good liar. Yep. He, must, he must be able to tell a good story about, mm-hmm, look what happened here. I mean, a third of the angels... A third of the angelic host, 33%, went with him. Wow. He must be able to sell a good story about being mistreated. That's right. He's not going to sell me any story. He's not going to sell me a story. Don't buy the story. Don't take it in your, how you take it is you start to think on it. You start to, it gets down in your heart. You start thinking about it. You're laying, thinking about it at night. You're trying to put your makeup on. You're thinking about it. You know, you're getting your clothes. You're thinking about it. You're going to work. You're still thinking about it. And the next thing you know, you start talking. Yeah. I can't believe I got so and so. Can't believe they did this to me. But see, it didn't start with that. You started thinking about it. Right? Because he sold you a story. I'm not buying that lie. It's not them. It's the devil. No, so-and-so did it. You know, when your kids come home, so-and-so did this to me. No, that was the devil. Yeah. That kid, they did that. No, that was the devil. That was the devil. He's trying to get you in offense. I mean, let's really look at things for what they are. That kid looked at me funny. and No, that's the devil. There's no complaining in this family. We're not going to complain about other people. Well, that teacher, then, you know what? Buck up. Buttercup. Come on. Because you're going to have teachers. You're going to have people in your life that yeah. they may not be your favorite. Come on. But guess what? That's real life. Real life. Because yeah. one day you may have a boss that's not your favorite. One day you may have a, a you know, co-worker. But guess what? you got to learn to work with them. you got to learn to adapt. Amen? Why? So they can be successful. That's right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, if you don't deal with that mistreatment in your mind, it'll take you to even more mistreatment that probably didn't even happen. <laughs> but you're like, now I know what they were trying to do. I see it all along. You know, you get all suspicious, right? Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I love one thing one person said. I'm not thinking, do they love me? They don't love me. I don't know if they really love me. Who's telling you that? That's the devil. Trying to, they don't really love me. If they love me, no, that's the devil. That's the devil. And even if you, what, it's also self-centered. Right. They really love me. I don't know. You better stop that. That's like your kids telling you. I don't know if you really love me. Would you knock it off? If my kid ever do that, I'd be like. And get the belt out and tell you which I love you. I want to be like, oh, baby. You know, some people with their kids, oh, baby, are you okay? 
Are you all right? You know I love you, honey. I'd be like, what's wrong with that thinking? Come on. Don't you even start thinking like that. You Come know on. I love you. That's See, you right. can't inter let your kids go That's to those places right. with you. You know, um, my friends, they don't. You know what? Who cares? Go find another friend. I mean, just saying. Yeah. Teach your kids to be tough. Yes. Not be wimpy. Yes. Are you all right? Oh, my gosh. You fell down? Oh, my goodness. I have my, that's my, one of my pet peeves. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to go there. I'm like, sheesh. Then we wonder why they're sneaking them. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't allow the wrong thoughts to come in. Recognize them for what they are. They're from the devil. Amen. They're from the devil. Okay, we're going to close with this. Praise the Lord. Time's oh, we're, we're early. It's only 7.30. It's not actually 7.30. Um, let's open our Bibles to... wanted us to look right here. I'll find it. Oh, Proverbs 21.5. Um, you know, oftentimes we get out of love because we're hasty. Come on. We're hasty, right? Mm -hmm. We yes. see something, someone posted, <gasps> and we, we, put in our, we put in our two cents, mm -hmm. right? right? You get an email, well, hmm, and you type back something, right? Or someone says something to you and you're hasty to let it come out of your mouth. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. That's Proverbs 21.5. You know, a yielded life, you are yielded to God, that love of God is on the inside of you, and you're drawing it out, you're bearing fruit, but it takes practice. It takes study. You know, when someone says, when you go to college, they say, hey, what's your major? In other words, where are you going to get your degree in? What's your major? Well, we should all have the major. What's your major? Fruitfulness. Yeah. Fruitfulness. Right now, I'm in the class of love. Yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be joy and the peace. But right now it's love because love is the foundation. Yeah. Right? What's, your, what's your major? Fruitfulness. I'm going to bear fruit. I'm going to have the love of God coming out of me. But how does that happen when you go to class? You sit in class, you leave, you take a test. If you did that, you'd fail, right? Well, how does that happen? You've got to study. You've got to, put, you've got to read the textbook. You've got to read the notes. It's the same thing if we want to be fruitful. We've got to study. Read 1 Corinthians 13. What does love look like? Read 1 John 1, 1, uh, 2 John, 3 John, all about love. Man, it'll just like, because see, if we want to be great out here, we have to be big on the inside even as a church family we're believing god for big things out here but on the inside we have to be big because if we don't have love in us then when people come in and say things to us or do things are we going to get be the first to be offended you know, that person's out of my seat oh we sit on the right side in the third row in the second <laughs> seat right there who do they think they are okay now you've been here 10 years uh there should be some fruit here we're not getting offended over someone took, <laughs> took your seat. I can't believe that, you know, 
that person came in. I was going into the nursery and took my child. They come right in front of me. You know, mind you, they're new and you've been here for, you know, five years. Or maybe they aren't new. But you don't know. We still got to always yield to love. Love will study. It will yield. And guess what? It'll slow down. Slow down. Right? It says right here, those of everyone who is hasty, that leads to poverty. That could lead to poverty in your relationships, financially. You're hasty. Always, always have to say something right away. Yeah. Always have to respond right away. And you don't take time to think. And then later on you go, why did I? Have you ever done this? Why did I say that? Uh -huh. yeah. Have you ever done this? Yeah. Why did I email that? Uh -huh. Darn it, why did I text that? I should have waited. I was just in a hurry. And we say things out of haste, and that's not being fruitful. Look at James chapter 1, and we'll close with this. It's so important to focus on bearing fruit, evaluating ourselves. What does my love walk look like? Am I known for love at work? Am I known for my love at church? Am I known for being kind and patient? Or am I hasty? Am I rude? Do I have good manners, right? Do I think right about people? Amen. James 1 verse 19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. That means be quick to hear. This is, this is, the, this is good, some good fruit of love. Be quick to hear other people. When your spouse tells you something, be attentive. Don't be dismissive and go, yeah, you're fine. Walk it off. If your child wants to tell you something, if your child wants to tell you something, Mom, I want to talk to you about what happened. Na, 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 na. You know, now when I was saying earlier, I'm talking about if they're always negative, talking bad about people. But if they say, hey, I want to tell you what happened with my day, and I don't know if this, this kind of thing happened with this kid, and I don't know. You know, you could tell there's a spirit, different spirit than if they're just complaining about people. Well, tell me about what happened. Okay, you know what? Well, you're going to have to forgive them or whatever. You know what I mean? But be, be, sl be um, quick to listen to people. Not always, eh. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you feel. I don't you know what I mean? Yes, we are faith people. Yes, we're not moved by what we see or feel. But it's not our job to say, I don't care what you see. I don't care how you feel. You be the one who doesn't walk by how you feel. But you still be quick to listen to others. Amen. That's what love does. Love listens. Love understands. Even if you don't understand, just try to understand. Okay, I don't know where you're coming from. Okay, honey. You know what I mean? Just... How, that's what love does. That's what love does. And then it says, uh, be quick to hear, slow to speak. Slow to speak. And all the church said, amen. Yeah. Slow to get angry. Slow to wrath. Yeah. Listen, for the wrath of man does not produce. Getting angry does not produce the righteousness of God. You're not going to produce. And we're called to be producers. Amen? Amen. So we yield to that love on the inside of us. Amen. Love is our flow. Love is our flow. It's Amen. heaven's flow. Amen. And that's the flow that we ought to choose. I choose love. I want to bear fruit of love. Amen. 
Amen. I want to bear more and more. You know, you read throughout the Bible, it really talks a lot about increasing. The Bible says to increase more and more in love. It says make, pursue love. Make it your great um, quest. Thank you. Make it your great quest. And as I mentioned, you know, a quest is a journey that takes a minimum of 20 years. So guess what? We're going to be on this quest of love for a long time. And we'll probably learn more about it in heaven. You know, do you want to have to go to Love 101 when you get to heaven? Sorry. No, you didn't make it to Love 105. You've got to go back to Love 101. I thought I was in Love 105, man. I really thought I was bearing some fruit. No, you need to go back to Love 101. You're still on the, you know, foundational. You know, we ought to be bearing some fruit. You want, you want your love walk to look different this year than it did last year. You want your love walk to look different next month than it is this month. Amen. But it takes, I'm going to major on love. Why? Because I'm going to be fruitful. And guess what? My faith, it works by love. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you for the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father, we can yield to that love, the fruit of love, Father. Your will is our will. Father, you have given us everything we need to walk in love. You know, everything you need is inside you. I wanted to read you this, some, uh, someone quote. It just came to me as I was praying. Um, mm. Nothing is a hardship to love, and nothing is hard. Amen. Nothing is a hardship to love, and nothing is hard. Amen. Amen. Love endures. Yeah. It's strong. And when you yield to that force of love, man, you're strong. The stronger your love, yeah. and your faith is going to be strong. Why? Because you're going to have a confidence in God that he is, man, what he said, he shall accomplish. Why? Because I'm staying in love. Remember the the story of the the woman that um, she told Brother Hagin, I don't like my mother-in-law. He said, "Mm," she was a pastor's wife. And and he said, look me in the eyes and say that again. And she goes, I don't don't like her. I don't love my mother-in-law. And he said, yeah, she said, I hate my mother-in-law. That's what it was. I hate my mother-in-law. And he said, what happened on the inside when you said that? And he, she said, I feel this scratchy feeling. He goes, you, you don't hate her. You don't hate her. She goes, what do I need to do? He said, you need to go get around her. Go, go get around her. And she started hanging out with her mother-in-law. And she came back and she said, you're right. I don't hate her. I do love her. Is that the one that had the epileptic daughter? The love of God constraining her. That's why it was a scratching. Yeah, yeah. The love of God on the inside of her. And she ended up having a a daughter that had epilepsy. And they took her to the doctors. And the doctor said, this is one of the worst cases. You know what epilepsy is? Seizures. It's one of the worst cases we've ever seen. And she went back to Brother Hagen and she said, pray. I want you to pray for my daughter. And I don't even know if he prayed for her. He, he called said him, he called him once, and she had one final fit. He goes, "Don't worry, that's the devil leaving." Yeah, but first he said yeah. he said to her, "You just tell the devil, I'm walking in love. You take yes. your hands off my yes, daughter." That's right. Didn't even have to pray. Didn't even have to pray. I'm walking in love. You take your hands off my daughter, and those seizures left. Right? Did she? I think one more tried to happen, yep. and so that's, don't worry, that's just the devil leaving. 
and yeah, she told Brother Hagin, she goes, one more tried to come, and Brother Hagin said, don't worry, that's just the devil leaving. But she never had another seizure again. Why? She was fruitful in love. Yep. She, was, she said, take your hands off my daughter. I'm walking in love. Yep. When, you're, when you are walking in love, you're untouchable. Devil can't touch you. He's trying to get entrance through your mind, thinking wrong thoughts, get you to do things against other people, your think wrong, wrong things, have the wrong feelings. Yeah. No, no, no. doesn't matter what I feel. Right. You can get all on the inside. Just get all stirred up. I, nope. I, you just have to answer back. Nope. I'm not, gonna, I'm not letting that thought come in. Nope. I walk in love. I think the best of them. That is not a God thought. That is not my thought. Just because you get a thought doesn't mean it's yours. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's true. You better teach your kids that. Just because you get a thought, kids, doesn't mean it's your thought. That's the devil. That's the devil. Amen. So we can say, I'm walking in love. I'm growing in love. I'm becoming fruitful in love. And devil, I'm untouchable. My family's untouchable. My kids are untouchable because we're staying in the love of God. Amen. 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 Do you have anything, Pastor?